Hey, Coach. Coach Frank DeBoer. Yeah, Breck? Breck Shea. What? Breck Shea, you have to say my whole name, otherwise the listeners don't know who I am. Have you have you even listened to these sketches? Not really, no. <sighs> Jerk. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you about Pity. Pity Martinez. What? You have to say the whole name, otherwise the listeners... Bloody hell, Coach. This is why nobody likes you. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you about Pity Martinez... Because I'm a little bit worried about how he's always angry. Always angry? Whenever anything happens, he just shouts at everyone and he kicks things. No, no. no nobody would be happy if they were substituted off mid-game. He, he did say sorry for kicking your chair repeatedly. Okay, f- fine. He was also upset when he saw my name in the lineup. Breck, everyone is upset when they see your name in the lineup. It's not the point. Okay, I'll I'll talk to him. Pity. Hey, Pity. W- what? You got a minute to talk? What? No! 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 Damn it! No! 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. It's really ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty bad. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Colin. And I'm Notch. This week it's all about the kicks. Pity kicks Breck. The Revs kick guys open on goal. And Dortmund kick away any chance they have at the title. Greetings one and all. Happy days are here again in Minnesota. It's nice and bright. Uh, it's slowly getting warmer, I think, slightly. You know, I fertilized the lawn today, so I did that. And, uh, you know, things are nice. It's very good, I think. You guys are both looking at me like I shot I a dog. I don't know what you're doing with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, usually at this point, you spring a question that has nothing to do with your intro on us, and I'm just confused. Yeah. No, like, no, I'm feeling good. We're actually, moron. Yeah, we're kind of like waiting for whatever boom is going to hit us you in know, the head. No, I, I, we got to sing Wonderwall for the first time. I'm happy. I'm going to let you off the hook. Okay, I'll do a question then. Oh, no. <laughs> so, let us assume that Yoko Ono signs off on it. And what is happening? Olivia Harrison says that Donnie can be George. We've got Paul Ringo, George Harrison's son, who takes John's place in a Beatles reunion tour. I don't know that guy from that movie that's coming out later this year. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to watch that. It you looks know? really good. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I'm not Danny mad. Boyle, right? Yeah, he directed it. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And uh, he's got Indian dude as the like. Yeah, yeah I think he's a new. Con- I don't think he's been in anything big, so it's kind of cool to see him in such a huge movie. I'm not really much of a Beatles fan myself, but Taylor is. So can I just see it opening weekend? I'll throw out Eric Clapton. That I no Clapton. <laughs> here's the thing about that: Eric Clapton is friends with. Every single person that's ever been in the Beatles universe. He wasn't really that great friends with George Harrison, was he? Yeah, he was. Didn't he like send, write a song about George Harrison's wife? Yeah, they were cool with that. And after. how that she yeah. wanted him. Yeah. yeah, isn't that? That's that's Layla. Yeah, it's Layla. Really? Yeah. It's all about George Harrison's wife. Yeah. 
But like, how did I? I didn't know this, but oh. yeah, it it all ended out well because like that led George to meet George Olivia, died. and like they were happy afterwards. So okay, all right, yeah. sounds good. All right, moving swiftly along, let's move on to our first segment of the show. Don't look back in anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward, well, a little bit back to, because we, we do need to discuss the two games we had last week. Midweek, we played the LA Galaxy, a nil-nil draw, holding Zlatan. Who? To or like a- Zlatan. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I like that. We fixed our defensive problems from the week before. How did we fix them, Notch? How did we fix them? Captain Francisco Calvo was suspended for this game, um, and... Unfortunately, though, what that meant was not a lot going forward. I don't think that was the reason that we had little going forward. No, no, no. I'm saying I, those two weren't related. I'm saying that we fixed our defense, but then okay. unfortunately we had yeah. trouble that, yeah, that is with, the, with the other side of the pitch. Yeah. Um, uh, the finishing was terrible in this game. Abud and Lottie in particular, not his best game on the dribble. Um, I think his second touch on pretty much every single ball was going about 12 yards away from him. Yeah, and the other thing is, though, he was in those those positions and not being offsides, which we were seeing last year. Yeah. When he was making those runs, he was called offsides. And in this game and the next game we'll talk talk about, he made very smart runs and timed them very well. Unfortunately, he didn't have the finishing product there. Uh, Angelo Rodriguez probably had the best chance of the game, but a good save... By David Bain of all people, uh, <laughs> who later went on to call Allianz the worst grass he's ever played on, um, which, which is which is probably a hyperbole, right? Because that's fucking ridiculous. All twenty-two players play on the same pitch. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But um, which well, was also well, what Hulk, coordinator Kobe Jones for the yeah. put in their next uh, broadcast for the RSL game. So low-key hot take: it's not that good of a field yet. Who cares like, if it's a good field or not? It's not uh, like coming apart. Do. It's well, not it's, coming uh, apart. Like and and again, everybody plays on the same pitch, and and this is what happens in soccer. This is why we all have different stadiums. We don't play on artificial turf. Sometimes you play on a waterlogged it's pitch. Definitely better than turf, for one thing. It's also way better than Montreal's uh, dirt. So way better than yeah, yeah. Yankee Stadium. It, it's not it's, as bad as it could be. I'm just saying. Like it's just ridiculous that this hyperbole is put out there that Allianz is oh the worst turf or the worst grass I've ever played on. No, it's not. You're just mad you didn't get the win. Yeah, and that's it. So the the probably the moment of this game was uh, Ibarra coming on. Oh, it was great. Uh, there's some great pictures from that or and video of the rain coming down, just kind of coming down onto the pitch and like the first few rows and also Colin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> funny story about being over by the beer hall. Um, I'm the one person that got like entirely soaked in that experience. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to wear a Jersey and shorts. Cause it's summer bitches. And it wasn't. And I apparently was cold. Yeah. It was. And that's why you brought the brew hall to get less told through alcohol. Oh, trust me. I, I had already worked on that before. That's yeah. why I said apparently I was cold. Minnesota United played their next game on Sunday afternoon. A much warmer experience mm-hmm. overall. Also warmer from the sense of the result where we got one nil win. Again, now holding Rooney to a clean sheet. Waza. 
Yeah, and part of that defense, uh, the two clean sheets in a row is defensive consistency. Uh, Calvo was suspended for the game against the Dowdy. Uh, Miller took his place. Eric Miller, Woodbury native and uh, brother-in-law to Coleman, who's who was next to him in the in the line, replacing Botsall from the Toronto game. Um, very solid in defense, and in this game, Calvo was actually left off the match day eighteen entirely, which. It's probably the first time Adrian Heath has like stood behind his words that players play in, play themselves out of the starting lineup, play and play themselves into the starting lineup. This is the first time we've seen that actually hold true for one of one of Adrian Heath's boys. I mean, Calvo's also on the three-year plan. You know, it's a, <laughs> I, I'm I'm fairly certain the three-year plan at this point involves selling him at. Two and a half. Colin, though, not <laughs> not pleased with this lineup. Spending the whole game turned away from the pitch, showing his okay, back. So here's uh, pr- in protest. Here's the thing. Um, Notch was like, "Hey, I need you to take videos," and I was like, "I I, I guess. I mean, I, I want to enjoy the moment, and like, I know documenting it for social media is cool." Uh, turns out. Every single time I was doing that was when my back was turned on national fucking television showing the bald spot that's come out of my cowlick. And oh, stop complaining about your bald sounds- spot. I'm sorry, man. I've been balding for seven years. I'm 26. <laughs> Fuck off. That sounded sexual, too. I don't see the bald spot coming out of the cowlick. <laughs> We don't know how you. I don't know how you drew him down uh, there, and just talked about the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In related news, apparently, Forward Madison have a mascot now, and it is a dairy cow that they will be bringing to games. If Twelve, you 12 did not weeks see old. That. Twelve weeks old. Aww. Aww. Cows are awesome. As someone uh, who grew up in Dairyland, it'll be I, so I, delicious. I genuinely day. feel bad for Mister Donovan Pines, who just looks so happy. He got his first goal in MLS. I mean, and then those cruel, horrible referees in the VAR booth called it back and I'll, I'll say this Donovan Pines was probably DC's best player on the pitch he neutralized he was certainly the largest player on the he's, pitch he's enormous and his his vertical is ridiculous yeah he arguably should have had a goal that game but uh, Steve was a burn bomb or brilliant no it was uh, Frederick Brown, brilliant, yeah. brilliant held down Manone even if Manone wasn't held down on that uh, jump ball I don't think Manone would have got to it. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it, it, it doesn't matter that he wouldn't have gotten to it. It's still a foul. Yeah. And also I, the speed that Pines hit that header with, it almost seemed like Manone would have been able to run back had he not been held. Yeah. The so, first major Minnesota United incident we need to talk about, though, is uh, the ankle injury suffered by one Darwin Quintero. Cue everyone quaking in terror. Yeah. Um, he continued and played the rest of the half. It was very close to the end. It might have been even a stoppage time. Um, Amos McGee mentioned that he had a cortisone shot at halftime, which I don't know if he was supposed to say that, but he definitely did on Mike. Um, tried it's, to play. It's, or no, it was Mark Watson. Mark that's Watson. Yeah. I believe that's a pretty normal thing, though, okay. you know, to reduce swelling. But try, um, tried to play second half, made it about five minutes in. Miguel came on and literally changed the game. Yeah. I hate to say it. And I know that I kind of said it already. It's almost like they're better with Darwin Quintero off the field if Angelo is on the field. Because this was another game where even before the ankle injury, he was 
pretty indifferent. Would, he was stuck out on the left-hand side, but trying to get central, was constantly running back for the ball when he didn't need to be there. It it wasn't a good look for him. I would argue that they played well together at in, in Tor- Toronto. Um, I'd also argue that Darwin on the wing doesn't suit a strange team. We didn't play anyone essentially right behind the striker, which is where he thrives. And when he plays there, he has been done getting better with Angelo in that formation. However, we started Schuler instead of another winger and had a midfield three instead of a four, two, three, one. Yeah. Um, And, and definitely something that you picked up on there is that having the midfield three didn't provide enough pressure for the sort of overlaps that when Darwin Quintero is in the middle that he's able to provide, yeah. you know, he wasn't able to make the supporting runs kind of like how Miguel Ibarra plays in that role too. Yeah. Lunzo giving fans a lot to cheer about throughout this game. A nervy first half made way for, I think uh, a fairly fun second half experience, which culminated in an 81st minute or was it 82nd minute goal? Either way, I think it was 81st, but still, uh, we mentioned Medellin Bar came in and changed the game. He had, he almost scored the first goal of the game. Um, he provided fingertips by Bill Hamid. Say yeah, good save by Bill Hamid. I think we forget because he's been behind Brad Guzan in the pecking order for so long. And now he's kind of been overlooked for a new generation of goalkeepers that he's a really good goalkeeper and arguably probably should have been in front of Guzan at some point. Both keepers, I think, covering themselves in glory throughout this yep. game. Yeah, some, Vito uh, had a number of very solid saves. Um, with the goal, however, Roman Metinier gets a nice kind of cross switch the field ball from Miguel Ibarra in tons of space inexplicably. I don't know why DC was flooding Eric Miller's side of the field the entire time that they're attacking. It was a bad idea for them. And Metinier was able to just float in a cross that may or may not have touched Angelo Rodriguez on the way in. Either Angelo way, says yes, and I, I'm inclined to believe him on that front. And either way, his run froze up Bill Hamid at the near post. And yeah. definitely, if he doesn't run in, that goal doesn't go in. Yeah. Doesn't well, saves it. first Wonderwall at Allianz Field, as I mentioned before, go watch the video. It was so much fun. Ah, being happy is the best. And the first Minnesota goal in front of the Wonderwall. True. Yes, indeed. True, true. They've been at the other end up to this point. Should also be mentioned Andy Greeter in his article today, mentioning that Minnesota United will play in their white kits throughout the year uh, at Allianz Field, which means that um, every other team will be wearing their home kits when we play them here. And because every other team has white kits as their away kits. Except for Seattle. Except and, and, and they'll, they, wear their, yeah, they'll wear the their black and pink ones. So we are likely to seldom wear our gray kits on the road unless we are somehow able to convince other teams to wear their away kits well, at home. We we wore it at Vancouver earlier this year. We wore it at LA this year. Yeah. We'll probably wear yeah. it at Seattle. So but I, yeah. I, I have two things to say about this. Number one, what's the point of a primary and secondary kit and designating the kit as a secondary if it's going to be your primary? It doesn't make any sense. Secondly... What is with is it with this team's color and branding? Like, okay, gray isn't the best. I'm not like, it should be black and blue, but whatever. You know, we were getting used to it. Let's just stick to it. Why are we trying to force this whole white kit situation? Let's just, you know. I mean, part of it is Adidas. 
uh, it's so frustrating. Prime Minister I mean, did this, and uh, yeah, sorry, but that, that's not necessarily why they would do the white kit as effectively no. the primary. No, I'm saying like, why the white kit exists and why we're not going for right. like a, a yeah. white blue kit away. It's because of Adidas. Right. But again, it's like there's chants that have even turned into the reason that they call the team store the black and blue store. And yet black is now pretty much only on the jersey on the logo. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have that much of a problem with this, honestly. I wish it would have been announced sooner instead of just in... Andy Dreader's notes on a article after a home game. Just tell us what yeah. you're planning to yeah. do. Just explain yourself. You if, yeah, if, like, th- if this is the uh, identity going forward in with the loons, if like, oh, we're always going to be wearing white at home, Mr. Representative of the Snow of the North or Minnesota, and this is how we're going to represent our states and at home and wear our, our, our uh, uh, gray or if they change the blue and gray kits on the road that's fine uh, again la galaxy and vancouver do that it's just we haven't had an identity in with jerseys really since uh, since the loon wing in nasl and that's not gonna come back anytime soon so instead of having oh we're gonna have a sash one year at home we're not gonna have stripes here one year at home if we switch to this white clean drift kit and then just like add little things to it in the, in the future years and but keep it white that's fine by me as long as we had that identity and that's something yeah, we can just latch yeah. on to going forward make a decision you yeah. know yeah i do want to get back to something that you said minnesota united has been really bad at explaining things lately like i don't think we've gotten an official explanation of what the rock that the players touch is we've gotten it leaked out from guys like andy grader jeff Ruder, even like opposing team telecasts have talked about it same thing with the red seat. Like we now know that it's a designated veteran that sits in that seat every single game. They haven't actually said why, anything why keep about that it. a secret for two years. Like, what is the point of not just telling us the minute BQ puts it on Twitter, like in 2017 or whatever it was, just come out and say, you know, it's going to be this really special thing we do for somebody. Just, just put it out there. Yeah, like, what's like, with all this needless secrecy for no point? Anyway, we're going to get bogged down here if you don't move on. So let's yeah. now move into a segment that we call The Championship. But The Championship is a game. Thanks, producer Nick. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. First up, National Women's Soccer League. Uh, Orlando Pride hosting the Utah Royals, who left with a goal and a win. Yeah, uh, very early in the first half, uh, Chris Impress, slow bouncer past <laughs> Ashlyn yeah, Harris. You should have got that one. She probably should have got that one also, but her de- <laughs> at the same time, her defenders didn't close down, just backed off from the de- from the player shot, and it's kind of like... Maybe yeah. Yeah. everyone's to blame at yeah. this point. It, it's almost like they should have pressed that oh god shot chicago red stars <laughs> uh, hosting uh the rfc slash sea slash rain fc who slash tac slash yeah nwsl get, get your story straight yeah yeah slash they, it doesn't matter where they're from their defense is still lost um red stars scoring three great goals yes game. um this game was postponed today due to some snow in the chicagoland area amateurs 
<laughs> Seriously, like, and people were even like in the stands, and then they decided that they had to cancel the game. It, it was disappointing to say the least. Um, but Casey Short got what was totally a cross. I think she would admit oh, it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care with those things. No, it, it, it went in. It still yeah, was. It, it was still an awesome, awesome piece of work. It, it was just a cross. Um, Yuki Nagasato had an excellent ship that. For like 10 seconds beforehand in the highlights, we were like, somebody should ship the keeper here. Somebody should ship it. And then it happened and we lost our goddamn minds. Um, Jody Taylor for the rain um, also chipped the keeper from about two yards out, but got it cleared on the underside of the crossbar off the line. Um, So too bad for her. Uh, Late third for the Red Stars just closed out a comprehensive performance. Red Stars... It's not just their jerseys that look good. They are a good team. Houston Dash uh, weren't able to leave with a win as they hosted North Carolina, who smashed four goals before Dash somehow managed to get one back in return. That one that they got in return was a hell of a goal by Rachel Daly. Just a shame didn't mean anything because the courage just dominated this game. Exactly. I feel really sorry for Jane Campbell and goal just having to like, you know, pick the ball out of the net repeatedly. But when you're playing North Carolina, that's what happens. And I mean, she did have a good PK save, but she also completely whiffed a catch on the line for the first goal. Lynn Williams just had an easy header right at halftime. Uh, Crystal Dunn had another cross that wasn't a cross. Uh, Dabinio was given probably 20 yards of space in the box. I didn't realize there was that much space in the box. There isn't. That's why she scored. I know. I know. (laughs) And um, Leah Pruitt also got her first career goal after yet again, absolutely no defending by the dash. Question for you, Colin, because you're kind of our NWSL expert. Is a lot of defending a thing that Houston is used to, like they're bad at defending, or is, is North Carolina that good? Um, It was a little bit of both. I think Um, Houston... They've had their defensive woes here and there, but it it does get really difficult with how much forward pressure North Carolina puts on. Sky Blues brought the Portland Thorns over to New Jersey, and this game ending 2-2. Somehow, Sky Blues managing not to lose. They were actually winning to nothing. Uh, Charlie Lloyd was trying to drag this team to a win, kicking and streaming. Unfortunately, the defense didn't, didn't get the memo. Yeah, um, a brace within 17 minutes, but then Tobin Heath just chipped a nice little set piece to Christine Sinclair. Little chip back to Emily Sonnet for the opener. And then we have yet another Tobin Heath back heel alert. Tobin Heath. Heath in. Heath in forever. That's a beautiful goal. Heath lifetime contract. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, Carly Lloyd wasn't able to get another goal despite shooting a rocket of a shot over. And uh, this game actually going in terms of weather from being very bright and sunny to dark and dismal, much like the Sky Blues' game as well. Well, the night is dark and full of terrors. Thanks for that Game of Thrones reference. Now moving on to MLS stuff. Uh, First of all, New York City FC uh, smashing Chicago Fire 1-0. At Yankee Stadium, which looked uh, a little bit better than it has in the past. I mean, that's impossible not to be better than like a 30-yard stretch of turf being pulled up by a player. Right. Um, 
Ebert keeps being really good. Uh, nice through ball to Cassianos for the only goal. Uh, Ooh, Velko, what? oh sorry, Cassianos luckily stayed conscious throughout this entire game. Yeah, so good yeah. for him. Yeah, <laughs> glad to see that he is still alive somehow. Yeah. Um, Velko Panovic uh, sent off for the fire. Um, was arguing a lot of calls throughout this game, um, particularly in the second half. It seems like the balance of calls were not going in his favor, but that's probably not a good reason to have the ref come over to you. Talk to the fourth official and be like, what did he say? Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Oops. Columbus um, playing DC United. Rooney getting a great free kick goal that he sends into lower corner. Zach Steffen not covering himself in glory with that one. He should have been able to get it. New England starting this week by playing Montreal at uh, Gillette, which Gillette, is it really the best the Rebs can get? Probably not. Consistently empty. Yeah. You know what's even worse, though? Uh, Spending about 36 hours trying to go from Montreal to Boston. Which yeah. is about an hour and a half plane ride. Montreal players having to spend some time at the airport before their flight was canceled, having to then go home and fly into Boston on the day of the game, and then of course the long journey to Gillette. So yeah, and also horrible, the fact that horrible. day of game their flight was also delayed by about five hours. Yeah, oops. And then uh, clearly this affecting them a great deal as they scored three goals against the Revolution. Well. To be frank, they didn't play all that well until Cody Trapper was like, I feel bad that they had to spend all that time on a plane and also on the tarmac. You know what? I'll give them a goal. Yeah. Um, free kick. Cody Cropper catches it and then drops it and kind of tosses it up in the air. And it falls like right next to him. And he has absolutely no sense of urgency to pick it up. And then Shamit Shom just runs onto it. That's the Cody Cropper that we remember. <laughs> That's uh, Minnesota nice gone too far, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Anthony Jackson Hamill scores twice in kind of relative succession to make it, yeah. uh, the storyline look better. But really, it was Marshall sitting back and New England not knowing what to do with the ball. Yeah. Um, fair amount of counters from Montreal in the first half. So it, it was definitely a fair result, even oh, yeah. if the scoreline might have game- been... A little bit inflated. Once those game plan worked, it just was kind of a boring game to watch until everything happened at once. Yes. Seattle playing San Jose. This game ending 2-2. Draw. Uh, the first no, this is wrong. It says that San Jose got two goals. <laughs> um, I didn't see. I don't understand. In all honesty, like, why should these results have any mooring to reality? Like, <laughs> Wait, I'm, cares, reading, I'm reading down. It says Shea Salinas scored two goals. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's right. Shea Salinas <laughs> Is on fire. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> well, all um, hail Almeida. Seattle getting two draws this week. They also played LAFC later and got the 1 1 draw. If I can ask you guys to scroll down to that result, which happened yesterday after we played. Um, and uh, also in that game, uh, Leerdam and Christian Roldan both getting sent off two red cards for Seattle. And yeah. One of those was. Correct. Let's put that out there. Yeah. Leerdam deserved it sent off. Yeah. Clear dog. So obvious. Um, yeah. I believe he did the, obs- obstruct a LA player just outside the box. Yeah. Late tackle brings him down as yep. he's clean on goal. Um, the technical term for Christian Roldan sending off is some straight up bullshit. That's actually in the soccer vernacular, like yes. dictionary. It's like, so some bullshit. And as a picture, actually, of 
Christian Orlando sent off, which is weird because it happened after the book was published. Yeah, <laughs> very it's, weird. Yeah. It's kind of like some Minority Report. Level I mean, he does the dude in his face. Like. Yeah, because he's being pushed over and he's like flailing around, and like as it, he's going down, his arm goes mm-hmm. up to steady himself, and it hits him in the face. It brushes his face. Yeah. It, it, in real time, it looks like he's just trying to gain, regain his balance while like, flailing his arms. Uh, Atosta does make a meal out of it and immediately goes down when does the fingers brush his cheek ever so slightly. I love how the slow-mo sees him like catch his balance as he's sitting there. And then all of a sudden, he grabs his face like... Yeah, it, <sighs> if, it should have been two yellows for both players, if anything. The straight red for rolled on. It's tough, and I wonder if uh, Seattle will uh, appeal. Well, as uh, Loons fans, I'm pretty happy because we oh, won yeah. two of their yeah. good best players Who again. Gives a fuck? And uh, Christian Ramirez not covering himself in glory in this game. Oh, my sadly. God. Christian, don't leave your feet to try and get it with the studs. I, mean, like, I don't blame. Just put your laces through it, man. Seattle's wearing rave green, the color of kryptonite, so we know that that's Superman's there weakness. We so it's it's not we don't have to worry about it. He'll be fine. Nerd alert. Jordan Morris and Carlos Vela getting the goals in this game. Uh going back to the start of the weekend's games, New York City FC playing Orlando at Yankee Stadium again. It was a one one draw. And uh yeah, Nani scored. That was nice. Oh god. Wait. God damn. Is that all him. is that all you have to say about that? This time. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm nervous so, to move on because yeah. I'm afraid to interrupt me, yep. but I'll just move uh, on. Maxime uh, know, I, had a I, I, I did want to say, I did want to say, I think this week's Omaiva Mushindairu incident was actually the end of Game of Thrones, which I won't spoil <sighs> for uh, our listeners, but I think that was the moment where, like, you know, you're already dead and it's like, Nani? And then, you know, yeah, the person dies. Like, it's, it's I, the, like, I would actually like that meme a lot if that happens. Yeah, I, th- I think someone needs to make that edit. I tried tweeting Fist of North Star, but they haven't. So, anyway, um, Yet. You were saying something? Uh, Maxime Cheneau had a clearance off the line when Nanny uh, tried to chip. And then Hebert cleans up a Maxime Morella shot off the post to equalize. The best part of this game, however, came very late on when a header on the far post wide open was missed by none other than Dom Dwyer. Yeah, so good old Domathan Dwyer. Yeah. Speaking of... um, don't leave your feet dumb. Apparently, that's the only way that he knows how to score. So maybe he should. Toronto FC invited uh, the everybody's favorite road team, Portland. Portland uh, Wanderers, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, these uh, true names that are tributes to European names are getting completely out of hand. Um, <laughs> but um, by the way, have you seen the fact that they have... Uh, Scusa, <laughs> the top of the stand at the new yes, Timber Stadium. Yep. It says Portland below it and above on, on it says SC USA, which they didn't put a gap between the SC and USA. So it looks like Scusa Portland. Scusa me, Portland. What the? <laughs> when the game are going to be played over I mean, here? I don't blame them because it's. Scusa Portland. If did, Would I'll, you like uh, the spicy meatball? If Alian says Ope, Minnesota, so really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Portland's somehow managing to get the win again. The second week in a row that they managed to get the road win. Yeah. Uh, second week in a row that Jabo, the the player that got away from Minnesota, has scored a game winner. And an incredible header, this one. Diving header. but oh. not, Diving header. But not the best goal of the game. That belongs no. to Portland's uh, Bill Toyoma. 
Tui Loma. Tui Loma. Yeah. Uh, who, by the way, his middle name is Pony. I'm I dead mean, serious. That's too his easy. His name is Bill Pony Tui Loma. I mean, how did how did like, not every like video of that song just have genuine playing in the background? Over that, Bill <laughs> have genuine playing in the background, <laughs> and Little Sebastian <laughs> galloping, galloping in the background as well. Oh, nice. That'd have been great. Well, uh, Portland uh, scored two, but Toronto did manage to get a consolation goal. Dallas and no, Sam- they they started the scoring and know, almost, but but at almost the end, it. but it didn't really matter in the end. Yeah, only Jonathan Sorio tears that he scores. Dallas played San Jose. That game ended nil nil. Vancouver played Philadelphia. That game ended one one. A lot of draws this week. Yeah, Daniel Henry could probably might be able to beat Donovan Pines in a. High jumping contests. Oh, I like this. I like to see them compete. Yeah, in, that would like, be vertical. it would yeah, be fun to watch. But do not up for his yeah, goal. I, I'm still going USA, USA for that. Casper <laughs> um, Przbilko um, struck in for the equalizer. This looks like this name Casper Przbilko looks like someone like, typing the name like their cat walked over the keyboard. I was going to say they passed out and slammed their head on the keyboard, but <laughs> yeah. this is much more wholesome. So I like yeah. that a lot uh, Joaquin Ardais almost got one in after the goalkeeper went way off his line, very poorly punched it, but it was saved. Atlanta hosted Colorado. Well, we should point out these are the two bottom teams from the Eastern and Western Conference face off. So the yes. battle of the worst of the worst. Uh, and it's... Um, I... It's hard because, you know, Atlanta did manage to get the win, but I'm still so happy. What's hard? (laughs) I'm not going to dignify that as a response. I will. But um, uh, the beautiful moment for me in this game coming in. Pity Martinez subbed off. First screams when when he's coming off. Screams at Frank DeBoer as he walks by. Sits down and starts repeatedly kicking Brekshay's chair until Brekshay turns on and goes like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I also wish I was at Burning Man or at Coachella (laughs) with my dreadlocks up, up in a man bun and my full back tattoo. Um, producer Nick watched this game and in his words, I kept watching Joseph Martinez throughout this game. Apparently, Joseph Martinez is not a happy man, according to producer Nick. Oh, no, that's so bad. Yeah. So sorry. I wonder why. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Here's the best part. Anthony Hudson, after the game, went on to say that um, he has a bottom club with bottom players. <laughs> Fat bottom club, you make the rotten world lose games. I mean, like... Oh. It, it, oh. The subject was very clear that he was complaining about ownership not spending money, but let's be real here. How much Tam has this guy spent since he showed up, and how many of those players are terrible? I mean, at this point, does Tim Howard just retire? Like right now, like today? <laughs> like, ah, you know what? This whole like redemption or like a retirement tour. I'm just gonna be a, uh, a pundit. This yeah. is much. This is much Tim Howard more. probably sent some like abuse. Anthony Hudson's way on Instagram in the <laughs> yeah. DMs. Best part though, <laughs> Anthony Hudson also did complain that they are spending a DP slot in goal. I'm they're, dead serious. Yeah, yeah, complained he's about not it because right. he's bad. He's not good. He was brought in. Yeah, like it's a 10 minute interview. The last five minutes are just absolute gold. <laughs> All right. With that, it's time for us to take a break. We shall return, finish off MLS, and then move on to talking about some of the European leagues.
Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Breaking news, Burger King is going to sell the Impossible Burger as a Whopper. And I'm pretty, actually, genuinely pretty excited. I ate some Beyond Meat recently. I've had the Impossible Burger before as well. I genuinely think they're pretty great. If I didn't want, so if I wasn't eating so much protein, like specifically trying to target eating so much, um, so many grams of protein a day, I would eat plant-based meat more often. Counterpoint. Burger King in general is garbage. Oh, I'm just saying, as far as, uh, you know, options there go, that's not a bad one. Yeah, and I've never had the Impossible Burger, but I've heard it's very, very yeah, close to actual had, beef. Yeah, so. I've had plenty of them. They are quite tasty, but doesn't change the fact that the Whopper is an inferior sandwich to the Big Mac. Well, the fu- everything's inferior to the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. This yeah, is very that's true. the best fast food item you can get. Yes, indeed. You know, which uh, I'm I'm kind of have a big soft spot to White Castle because of Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, which I was like one of the first movies I watched like in. Uh, yeah, it looked good I, on the here. screen, but have you eaten it and oh, then yeah. waited half an hour? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It like, is. They, but, but, but in, in reference to White Castle, they were the first guys to put a plant-based burger on their menu. This oh. is true. And it's disgusting. <laughs> I've tried it because I was like, you know what? Maybe because it's plant-based. It's not going to remind me of the terrible time that I drank like seven 20 ounce mugs of cider at Legends at one time. <laughs> then was like, let's go to my castle. And yeah, yeah, not so much. Uh, seven mugs of cider or kind of equivalent to the kind of effect it has on your stomach as one can of Red Bull. Uh, New York Red Bulls hosting FC Cincinnati or the Federal Communications Commission, FCC. Uh, over at uh, in New Jersey. Yep. A um, couple of quick disciplinary notes. Uh, Kaku only got two additional games when he tried to kill a fan with a full speed ball over the ad boards. That should have been Wait, a little bit more of a punishment. A full speed ball or a full speed like, <laughs> soccer ball? Like, did he try to Belushi a fan? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what? Too soon? Come on. It's always going to be too soon with John. If it was Jim, oh, I'd say not soon enough. I mean, it'd be kind of funny if the, in the middle of the game, it was like a dude like pulls out some elastic, like gets out a little lighter <laughs> and a spoon, and it's and all like, like, I got you, fam. Oh, God. Speaking of being intoxicated, uh, Fernando oh, no. Ali was reinstated after a three game suspension following his uh, DUI arrest, which was pled down to reckless driving, despite the fact that he was 1.5 times over the legal limit yeah not not uh, uh the the mls disco not covering themselves in glory this week no yeah just the like disco ball is very dull. yeah 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 we both have the same joke uh connor laid scored red bulls goal by the way the red bulls though wearing some beautiful blue colors on the back of their jersey it was autism awareness colin yes apparently um so I want them to keep wearing those. Yeah, A, because awareness of autism and all that is very good. Um, but also, they looked really sharp. It just genuinely looks better. So, like, I, this is how when, when, when teams, it, it's, hey, I'm not going to go off in a Adidas doesn't take chances around right now. Uh, Even though H- they don't. Houston beat Columbus 2 0. Columbus have now equaled. They're one of their worst records. Four straight losses. Last time this happened to them was 2005. It's been Woof. 14 years. Uh, 
Morimonotus definitely meant to uh, kind of heal the ball in from he, he, an Albert Thalith cross. He, he stumbles over the ball and just happened that Zach Stefan thought he actually made contact with it. Yeah. Like, like, like clean contact. And yeah. Like, drove the wrong way and the ball trickled over the line. Yeah. This, this was not a good week for Zach Stefan. Um, Tomas Martinez also finished from quite close range. Um, took until that second goal came in for Columbus to even act like they were playing. Columbus in crisis, Porter out. Uh, Columbus on the road, not it's, as good as Columbus at home. It's also the first year for a new coach. I mean, it's going to take a while yeah. for them to adapt. And they had yeah. some good one nil wins early on, so this time it's just that that evening out. I don't think they'll. They're in crisis just yet because the East is just so weird right now. Yeah, and and really any team minus Colorado is still open for a playoff run. Yeah. Counterpoint though, you know what the first letter of crisis is? Colorado. C. Oh, dude. which is the same way <laughs> that Caleb Porter misspells his name. Yeah, that's right. Such a Caleb Porter, you suck. We should talk about this week's biggest game. SKC playing New England and this game ending four. Stop four. making sense. Stop making sense. Stop oh making God. sense. Making sense. It, how? How does New England score four goals against Sporting Kansas City? Because everybody for Sporting Kansas City is injured, including Matt Beasler and Roger Espinoza. <sighs> like, Andreo Fontes is the best guy on Oof. their back line right now. Oof. And he showed how bad of a prospect that is in this game. He got torched multiple times for New England goals. Uh, Juan Caicedo gets the first one after Agadella just ran through Fontes out wide. Um, Caicedo got his brace after Tejan Buchanan then torched Fontas on the other side of the field because, of course, you are supposed to be torched on both sides when you are a center back in a back four. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I don't think so, man. But uh, uh. somehow the, <laughs> the revolution also getting two red cards in this game. Former Crow Brandon By. Gets sent off for Dogso. And it was it was bad. It was just like open space for 40 yards and he took him down. But like he kind of acted like it was no big deal. And it definitely was. He was sent off. And rightfully so. Yeah, and like I, immediately so as well. We're watching the highlights, and I was like, oh, good for Joseph Hernandez for not like going down. So he got tackled by Bai and like got up and started running. Then he immediately like kind of dives in the penalty box to win a penalty. Like, oh, that, there goes all your goodwill, my man. Like, yeah. Been, but yeah, I, I think that you and I had this read on this. I thought it was I, the defender shouldn't be doing that, but also, yeah, like, it's one of those. Yeah, Gerso's probably fine. Yeah, Gerso winning that penalty was him diving, but it's also the defender did absolutely nothing to play the ball. So, yeah. Um, we should give a quick shout to Montreal, who beat Chicago 1-0 uh, over the weekend as well. I mean, I'm I'm still jealous of them that they're able to play at Stade Saputo. Like, we had a brownfield, and we had to build, like, a giant, fancy-ass stadium, and yet they can just play on 
what looked like the bus barn five years ago. Yeah, the, fuckers. It was. It was. F- f- you know how Roland Garros, the French Open, and Dennis is clay court, whereas Wimbledon is grass. I think that's what MLS is now uh, <laughs> experimenting with. We no. just have a clay s- surface. Stadium. I mean, there's no excuse. Montreal doesn't even have a baseball team anymore. So why, <laughs> why <laughs> yeah. is this happening? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Omar Brown stores the only doll. Um, just is it, it, it was, was a good, not good yeah. individual run, but really nothing else from the game's report. Really, yeah. Chicago was very poor going forward, and Montreal was also very poor going forward. Except for that one goal, yeah. LA Galaxy beating RSL two one. Um, the lights going out at uh, oh, no. StubHub Stadium. Isn't it so it cool? used to be StubHub Stadium. Well, the lights yeah. went out because half the stadium wasn't full. So, like, what do we need these lights on? <laughs> no, we don't. So, just yeah. save us some energy. Exactly. Like. Uh, it is pretty uh, awful how they turn their lights on and off. Producer Nick so noticing annoying. this in particular when we had gone uh, on an away trip there a couple of years ago and yeah. uh, mentioning it tonight when we were watching the highlights. Indeed. Um, before the game, uh, Roman Alessandrini uh, was announced to have uh, really badly torn his meniscus. He's going to be out until September. They're not putting him on the season-ending injury list because I hope that he will be good for the stretch run and playoffs. Let's hope for them because they have looked a lot worse with him down. That said, um, Ariel Antunia got in for a 2v0 goal. Uh, Demir Krylak had an absolute rocket off the bar that should have gone in. Um, Donnie Toya was able to get the one goal after it just bounced off of David Bingham. Kind of a, a poor, poor chance for him. And then, of course, Zlatan scores. And, of course, Zlatan spends the next, like, minute taunting Nedim Anuoha for reasons. Nobody can entirely figure out what those reasons were. He shows up in the locker room after the game. Which isn't good. Yeah, that's very much not allowed by MLS rules. He tries to apologize to Anuoha, who is having... None of it. And good for Anua for that. Just like, no, don't play into this bullshit that Zlatan can do what he wants. No. No, 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 no. 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 Yeah. He's not a, like, don't be all buddy with everybody from the match. Like, no, you said taught some trash for apparently no reason other than that you stored. Like, fuck off, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. Don't have to like you just because you're Zlatan. Um, just minor note here for uh, Ellie Dalti, uh, Dita Chirori. Such a left back for Dalty, twenty year old Academy product, so and played pretty well. I watched about a, an hour of this game until throwing started pretty much and the but he played pretty well and actually a decent at, at back and also okay going forward. So good to see him did some time at the senior team. Let's now move into the segment we call top lo fi hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound canceling headphones and study the latest from the U.S. lower leagues. Uh, this week in the USL's The Championship. But the championship is a game. Thanks, producer Nick. Uh, in the championship, Red Bulls 2 defeating Indy 11 for a clash at the towards the top of the Eastern Conference standings. Poor Hartford Athletic continuing to suffer. They've only got eight losses this year. No wins, no ties, no nothing. Uh, Indy 11, though. Four wins and two losses, no ties. So uh, no ties either of them, but Indy doing a little bit better. Right. Bit better. Unfortunately, um, the worst part of this week uh, happened with the Tulsa Roughnecks game in which Atiba Harris 
posted on Twitter uh, as the bus was leaving that uh, he had experienced racial abuse on the field. Very quickly, uh, Tulsa announced that the player involved, Fabian Bastidas, uh, had his contract terminated after they determined that, yes, in fact, he used the N-word at Atiba Harris, apparently has done this multiple times without them noticing. Um, his Instagram post seemed to suggest that he felt like he could use it as a term of endearment, which no, 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 no. no. He also said that in the future, he hopes that USL takes matters of context into account when they levy these sorts of punishments. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. (laughs) Like... Like, so uh, holy shit, man! A racist and also really stupid. That yeah, goes hand in hand pretty much. So, so. Uh, should give a shout to St. Louis FC who saw off Swole Park Rangers to capture the top spot in the East. Uh, Timbers two at the top of the Western Conference standings for the USL West, and uh, the aforementioned Roughnecks and New Mexico United tied for second. All right, let's move on to a segment we call "Keep Hope Alive." Here's hoping for the U.S. national teams. The women go into a World Cup and the men start the qualification process for theirs. Uh, Crystal Method, keep hope alive. Indeed. Always reminds me of uh, FIFA 98 Road to the World Cup, which it was yep. uh, on the soundtrack for. Uh, hey, USA- speaking of the Road to the Gold Cup. Yeah. Uh, USA versus Jamaica, long rumored to be happening at Audi Field. That has officially been announced June 5th. Mark your calendars in case you're not going to the Allianz game. Some sad news. you Former U.S. men's national team player Jimmy Banks and uh, father of former loon, current forward Madison player J.C. Banks passed away this week. Yep. Um, passed away at the age of 54 of stomach pancreatic cancer. Uh, 36 caps for the U.S. national team, including being one of the two African-American players named to the 1990 World Cup squad. Um, the first time that African-American players featured for the national team in the World Cup uh, was also a standout for uh, UW Parkside, UW-Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bavarians, the Milwaukee Wave uh, was a huge influence on soccer throughout Wisconsin um, was apparently uh, one of the nicest people in the game as well uh, was a big influence for particularly kids in inner city Milwaukee uh, was a great patron of the boys and girls clubs out there um, definitely a sad loss and I think it, it it's sad to lose one of kind of the unsung pioneers of the national team. Let's now move into a segment we call, they call it football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer in a segment. We talk about football from the United Kingdom. Um, In the championship. But the championship is a game. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, there's, that's, not, that's not a drop. 
he said he has might and he has might and he only is allowed to use it when we say the championship yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, when he says it. like he's not always waiting for it too he's like <laughs> oh it's my time it's my time great and like a true professional it sounds the same every single time like he's just <laughs> yeah. on point like this dude knows audio so uh let's let's talk about the championship but the championship is a game oh, right? a professional right there Wonderful, yeah. man. <laughs> the, there's a promotion pitch push uh going on at uh in, in the championship sheffield united have sealed promotion with a 2-0 win over ipswich town up the blades oh all i know from about sheffield united and sheffield town is what i learned in the full monty all, very, all i movie. know about the blades is that they're the faction in skyrim opposed to the dragon i'll in the that's at the top of the mountain whatever well actually is. no i'm kidding <laughs> it's okay <laughs> there were some scenes when leeds united played aston villa an aston villa player going down everyone on the pitch who in in claret was shouting at uh leeds to kick the ball out leeds player looks like he's gonna kick the ball out but instead passes it around to one of his teammates, who's a forward, crosses it in, leads, scores a goal, can commence five minutes of harangues from one manager to the other, players shouting at each other, scuffles, breaking out, lots of yellow cards. One person getting red. And then Bielsa, the Leeds coach, ordering his players to allow Aston Villa to, show, to basically walk a goal into the net as a... Uh, Good sportsmanship. This, of course, not received positively by Leeds United defender Jansen, who decides to try and tackle the Aston Villa player casually he, he walking towards the net. Yeah. He did the memo. It was late to his emails. Oh, well, guys, why are you stopping? But this might be a, a hot take right here. If a player is down and my team, or if I'm a player and I'm on the attack and a player is down behind me, that's not my problem. The ref should stop the game. It's not the player's responsibility. Yeah. Because a player can go down. Oh, I have ankle injury and there'll be no contact. He just goes down and stop a, a potential attack. Hell, as Loons fans saw in the NYCFC game, you can even go down feigning a head injury that the referee is supposed to be calling play dead for. Like, yeah. play it, the whistle. You should, regardless of what team it is. It should be the, the referee team's responsibility, not the players, to play it out. I did yeah. a good sportsmanship, but at the same time, it can be exploited. And and it was some, some fans say that Aston Villa was exploiting it in this game. Or just, yeah, just on Leeds United side, which is weird and gross to say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> moving on to the Reds. Oh, Liverpool beats Huddersfield. Uh, five nothing. Nabi Tata throwing a goal in within fourteen seconds of the game starting. It's like Huddersfield didn't know that we pressed early. It's weird. Earlier this week, Manchester United unable to get the win over Manchester City. Uh, sadly, dashing Liverpool's hopes of uh, an assist there's, and Burnley also disappointing still, Liverpool in this department. So. There's a certain manager who's coaching the next team that plays Manchester City that could make me say his name on air again. Um, yeah. Underground um, manager Brendan Rogers maybe coming in a secret agent. Yeah. Oh hey, uh speaking of Brendan Rogers teams, uh three nil win for Leicester over Arsenal. Yeah, they're in form. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Jamie Vardy, do this, please. Uh, Jamie I will Vardy buy your with, jersey. Yeah, Vardy with two goals. I will buy you a case of Red Bull against Arsenal. Um Arsenal among the multiple teams in the push for the Champions League positions that really wanted to shit the bed as messily as possible uh you had west ham united beating tottenham 
1-0 with the first goal allowed at the new Tottenham Stadium. You also had a 1-1 draw between Man United and Chelsea, which means basically, like, nobody wants those positions. I don't know why. It's a large windfall to be in the Champions League versus the Europa League, and yet everybody is playing like shit. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, let's now move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. Um, first of all, some more sad news uh, from Turkey. Yeah, um, Alanya Spores' team van crashed on their way uh, back home from a game. Uh, six players were in the van as it happened. Uh, one passed away, unfortunately, the Czech Republic forward, uh, Joseph Sural. Um, he had joined Alanyaspor in the January window, um, had spent his career uh, playing for multiple teams in his home country, also had 20 caps for his national team. Uh, the club's in the midst of their best season in history. They've uh, matched their highest point total in the top division ever so uh for this to happen so late in the year is uh particularly tragic for them um the other players that were involved included a couple of former premier league players uh steven cocker and uh papi cisse um apparently uh the other players are in stable condition following this accident yeah troubling news there uh in bundesliga schalke Hosted Dortmund. Now, this is, of course, a derby game. Dortmund, if you will recall, is now beha- was behind and still is behind uh, Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga standings. They needed a win. And Schalke, not exactly doing well this year. Not covering themselves in glory. Uh, until they came up against Dortmund. Schalke beating Dortmund 4-2. It is inexplicable how bad Dortmund have bungled this run into the end of the Bundesliga. Like, we all wanted them to beat Bayern, and it's not going to happen, even though Bayern drew on the weekend 1-1 against Nuremberg. Oof. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Do your fucking job. <laughs> and you got to remember, there was a point at which Bayern was nine points behind Dortmund um, this season. So uh, this is a, this has been a colossal bottling job by uh, by Dortmund, and um, so um, in in less fantastic news from this game, both sets of fans, both Dortmund and Schalke, showing offensive banners. Dortmund fans showing a homophobic banner. Schalke fans um, showing a banner that called the bus bombing in that Borussia Dortmund a quote unquote great idea and asking for the release of the attacker. So um, just horrible uh. all around week for banners in the Bundesliga. Yeah, not great. Not not not, not a banner mm-hmm. week, eh? No. Uh, uh, no. Let's try to head away from that to uh Petrusnitz Wolfsburg uh winning 4-1 over Hoffenheim in the race for that last Champions League spot. Um Hoffenheim was kind of the front runner for that until this result. A Latest loss, slip up. Also in the relegation battle, VP uh Stuttgart uh beat Mudladbach, Tips Fedora, 1-0, threw a goal from Anastasios Danis on his back to the jersey, says A dot Danis, Adonis. Nice. Yeah. And his jawline matches his name. Trust me. 
In La Liga, Barca beat Levante 1-0. However, lowest-ranked team, Rayo Vallecano, beat Real Madrid 1-0. Uh, insert turf joke here. <laughs> it never gets old. Uh, the fight for fourth was as you were, as Valencia, Sevilla, and Getafe all lost <laughs> you guys, this week. You guys. Again. This happened in England as well. Come on, guys. You like, have to do better. The Champions League is, like, really cool. You want to be in it. In the Eredivisie, Ajax and Eindhoven both won their games and are tied on 80 points for the top spot. Ajax are ahead on goal difference at the moment. Ajax also have the easier run-in. Um, Except face- for that Champions League matchup that they yeah, have. Yeah, repeat well, the yeah. easier run-in. Yeah. Easier have you seen Spurs play in. lately? It's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh-huh. The Air say is on ESPN Plus. If you have that, it's a very fun lead to watch. Yes, especially um, IX against Utrecht and De Graaf Shop. Uh, PSV will face Alkmaar and Heracles Almelo. UEFA Champions League games that are coming up. Spurs playing Ajax, of course, if you just mentioned, and Barcelona playing Liverpool. Um, you guys will probably hear this episode after those games are played. So let's wildly speculate as to what happened. Oh, man, I can't believe Virgil van Dijk built onto his PFA award winner winning season by scoring five goals at the Camp Nou. It's crazy. Yeah. From a defender. He also shut down Leo Messi. I'd like to see Ajax win against Spurs. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I would I'd also for, like yeah. to see that. Collins reasons. I just feel oh, like it would be God. so wonderful. Uh, that would be uh, fantastic. They'll be without human son who's out through a Yotard suspension. Also, Harry Kane is definitely not healthy yet. No. So, no. Lorente up top, which... Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh, I actually no man. pushover. I think they might be being looked at as a, a minnow in this lead, but they're... It is very big very, European team. Yeah, it's very weird. And they're to, playing very well. Yeah, it's very weird to look at the betting odds for this and say that IX is not favored. I mean, uh, Frankie De Jong already going to Barcelona in the offseason. Matthew, Matthew DeLitt, their center back, probably going abroad as well. Hopefully to Liverpool. Um, yeah, they have a lot of d- talent there. And Dusan Tadic, former Southampton man, is having a career year with IX. I think he's like over 30 goals in all cross all competitions. It's it's bonkers. But yeah, I think Ajax Liverpool final would be great. I'd love that a lot. Same. All right, it's time for us now to bid you goodbye for the week. But before we do that, let's tell you where you can find us on Twitter. I'm at KOlson716. Um, also tweeting at United Fans now. Um, so there's that. Also, right for if you have one, uh, Complete Darkness coming out at some point. And uh, tannafans.com. Um, yeah. Colin? Um, you can find me at the attachment. Uh, you can find my shaky cell phone videos at TWA <laughs> United Fans. Uh, you can find my writings at tannafans.com and e pluribus lunum. I might be writing something about uh, just why it is that every single team was able to exploit Francisco Calvo. Oh, and we should mention uh, watch our. Uh, pre-game and post-game live reactions. We'll hopefully have live reactions to the lineup and also live reactions to the match itself. Um, hopefully at every home game and maybe every away game as well, depending on where we're at when the away games are happening. But yeah, that's something we're trying out and the views have been pretty good so far. So yeah, keep watching it yeah. and retweet. You can find me at Lockstock Spock on Twitter. 
And uh, We Called Soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. Please tell your friends to listen to We Called Soccer. They can find it on fine podcast providers everywhere, including now Spotify Podcasts. And with that, we bid you do for another seven days. See you next week. Just